0: Hello and welcome to the Race to Alaska podcast. I am Jesse, the Race Boss, here at Race High Command. We're back today with episode three and two more teams for you to meet. Co-hosting with me today is the CEO of the Northwest Maritime Center and the deranged mind behind the creation of Race to Alaska, Jake Beatty. Hey, Jesse.
1: Great to be here. And for all of us who went to public school, thank God you're doing something to introduce teams that doesn't involve reading.
0: Yes, absolutely. That was my plan all along. Uh, So, Jake, we're getting into the eighth year of the race. You started this thing in 2015. There's somewhere north of like 500 people have finished the race. The combined distance, I did the math, that people have traveled on the race course is something like 15 global circumnavigations, you know, 40 times around the moon sort of thing. Uh, Teams have been supporting charitable causes. There's multiple films out there. Uh, And there's more than like 100 people now that have the race to Alaska graphic (laughs) tattooed on their body somewhere. Uh, Is this pretty much what you were hoping for? Uh, To say I was
1: hoping for anything might be a stretch, Jesse, but I guess I am continually impressed, this week included, about how people take something that is already a hard and bad idea and make it harder and worse. Like, I delight in that.
0: Yeah. uh... We just are finding it's a bottomless pit.
1: Like, people are so creative and masochistic at the same time. Totally. <laughs> the Venn diagram of creative masochistic people over, oh, like overlaps right on top of the race to Alaska.
0: Yeah, it really does. I love it. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> so, well, with that, let's let's jump right into the teams uh, and uh, start with the first interview. Uh, let's do it. I think, if I'm not
1: mistaken, uh, we're going to start with an interview that you did with Greg Pittams. From Team Kawaka, which is the guy, I met him on the Victoria Docks last year after he capsized in his OC1 Outrigger Canoe in the Proving Grounds, and now he's going to do the whole thing?
0: Yeah, so he didn't learn anything last year, Clearly. obviously. <laughs> and so he's back, and he's going to do the longer version. Such a bad idea. Yeah, it's a great it's bad a idea. It's a great bad idea. Absolutely. Anyway, uh, let's get down to it. So what is on your to-do list for the race?
2: Um, so at the moment, my my boat's still being modified in New Zealand. Um, so once that's done, I need to go down there, um, test it out, do any fine tuning that needs doing before it goes in a container. Um, that's kind of that's the big one. Um, and then there's a bunch of uh, stuff that I can do in Hong Kong to sort of dial in my systems about you know getting off the water, getting camp set up, getting you know, and then getting back on the water, which traditionally when I've done these sort of long distance things, my getting up, getting breakfast and getting back on the water has taken a huge amount of time. It's like I don't function terribly yeah. well in the morning. So I'm trying to dial that in a little bit more. I'm not a morning person.
0: No. I'm, well, I mean, as we're talking right now, it's 7 a.m. for you and 3 p.m. for me. And I, I can see, yeah, you just woke up. I could tell. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. Uh, So those, uh, those, those puppy. modifications you're getting <laughs> done in New Zealand, is that? Is that largely uh, like gear storage considerations or is it like uh, like customizing the boat for you?
2: Uh, it's mostly yeah, gear storage is the is the big one. Um, the, the donor boat that that I would that I'm using is one that I just one that I already had in New Zealand um, and it's not it's not the ideal boat, but it's 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 not far off. I Think it
0: might be arguable, but a lot of people who follow the race that maybe uh, an outrigger canoe that's you know mere inches wide might not be the most suitable for the boat, like full stop. Why, why, uh, why an OC1? <laughs> well,
2: I mean, the main reason is that that's what I paddle, it's yeah. it's I, I race OC1s, I've been in OC1s for a, a really long time. Um, I'd like to say that you know it speaks to me as a New Zealander, Wakaama is a big. A big you know, cultural thing down there, but you know, I never did it in New Zealand. I picked it up when I've been in Hong Kong, um, but it's it's what it's the boat that I paddle. Um, to a certain extent, it's it's actually a really capable boat. They're faster than than an equivalent kayak. Um, they're a lot more stable. They're a lot safer in bigger water. Um, so they're they're a very capable boat. Uh, the The downside is that they can't carry a lot of stuff. So yeah. Um, yeah. I know they can handle the water. Um, but, you know, can I can I get enough stuff on it to actually make it that distance? That's that's the question.
0: You know, I remember in your uh, in your application last year for, for doing the Proving Ground, you you wrote something about how, you know, it's a super, super stable boat, except maybe if you get a port side crosswind and how often is that likely to happen? <laughs> you know, yeah. in the straight one to Fuca. So I am I think it's it's possible you may run into a little bit of that port side stuff. Is that what uh, contributed to your swim you took last year? We've got this great video. If if people haven't seen it, go back and look in our uh, coverage of 2023. Greg getting going, he's testing the water really. And I have to bring up another thing you wrote in your application uh, from this year. You say that um, you did 7048, you did the proven ground and you only fell off once but we have proof greg well i fell off getting you, back f- on. you fell off twice
2: <laughs> well yeah getting back on I
0: fell off. <laughs> all right well okay that's a that's a gimme i guess
2: <laughs> yeah I, i've actually spoken to a couple of people the um the about either putting a, an armor on the other side uh or putting two armors on uh because oh, yeah. it's not just the streets of figure right it's cape caution and it's also um uh, Johnstone and Johnson. And oh, yeah. Up. I mean, that's that's kind of Johnstone's just coming from all directions, right? it's And sure. the six and a half dozen the other. Um, but there are several points where, where you're open to the Pacific, you know, on the port side. And for some reason, I don't know. I, I don't like it aesthetically. It's like every uh, every outrigger canoe's always got got the armor on the left. It's it, you just it just it, it offends my sense of aesthetics to to put it on the other side. <laughs>
0: All right. Aesthetics. I mean, it's important. Definitely. Yeah. So it's like, it's kind of the ultimate solo craft, isn't it? And uh, there's, there's something really, uh, there's, there's this great divide I think between all the racers who are on teams and those who go solo, it's such a different experience and standing on the dock and catch can kind of being in the, the person who has the kind of the honor to receive everyone in the, on the dock, there is just a different look in the eyes, <laughs> of a person who just spent 700 miles solo. And, uh, you know, I used to do some solo, like, backpacking. And I remember, like, it's funny that after after some amount of time, you start to either devolve or evolve to where you are occupying your mind in certain ways. And I remember uh, at points, you know, hiking across the Mojave, uh, belting out, you know, all of my favorite songs from... Jesus Christ, superstar. What is your, uh, what, what do you do when you're like nine days into a solo trip? Where does your mind go?
2: Yeah, I mean, there's some music. There's, I, I do maths in my head. I do like weird calculations. It's <laughs> like, and then, it, and they get more and more and more complex the longer I'm out.
0: What are you calculating?
2: Um, All sorts of, like mostly the distance I've paddled, how much more it is to go. What is it as a percentage? What is it as a fraction? What is it, you know, but then I'm doing, also doing, how much water have I drunk? How much food have I consumed? How much you know all of that starts to be you know I'm twenty five percent in or twenty seven percent in. So, <laughs> and then I've only covered this much distance. So I need to reduce the amount of food I'm taking per kilometer by eighteen uh-huh. percent. You know.
0: <laughs> so speaking of sp- speaking of food and not to hop around subjects too much, but speaking no. of food, I'm curious the like your capacity, no matter how much your talented New Zealand builder. Uh, is gonna do to that boat there isn't much storage on there so um what kind of stuff are you eating i know we've we've had paddlers in the past who have uh you know they have pared down to the bare minimal they're just drinking olive oil (laughs) how do you how do you get the calories in and and not get sick and tired of the food
2: um so not getting sick and tired is a thing that will i mean i will get sick and tired of it that's just that's gonna that's gonna happen um i'm when I go back to New Zealand, that's that's kind of what I need to establish is what the what the actual capacity of the boat is because you know there, there's no real way of calculating that. It's it's a feel for how low you're sitting in the water and how much you know how much drag there is and how much of a how how slow it feels to paddle. So uh, once I've calculated that capacity, I'm gonna um, work out what the resupply plan is um i'm guessing there'll be a resupply in bella bella i'll have to stop in there and just get whatever's in that shop which i'm assuming will be rice and pasta yes anywhere are you
0: are you saying like no stop in like campbell river just the first resupply in bella
2: i'd like to not be uh reliant on supply stops um well as few as possible because you know if i'm coming through wherever I'm coming through Campbell river and it's, you know, after this, after the shops close, I don't want to, you know, if the tide's running the right way and I'm aiming for particularly Campbell river, if I'm aiming for a tide window at at um, Seymour, then um, I'm going to push on. So. Hmm. Um, wow.
0: That's, I mean, shoot. I never would have suspected you're going to go Victoria to Bella Bella on one resupply. That is, that's a hefty jump.
2: It's um yeah. So, so mostly I'll be on, um, you know, fairly um, calorie-dense foods, mostly, you know, freeze-dried meals, Mm -hmm. probably repackaged because volume is going to be almost as much of a problem as weight.
0: Okay, so last year we we saw you come out for The Proving Ground and I think you told me, we were standing on the dock, you told me you might stick around for a little while afterwards and and explore the place. Is that something you wound up doing?
2: Yeah, I did. I ended up going all the way up to um, Port, yeah, Port Hardy. Okay. Went all the way up to Port Hardy. Um, got in the boat, wet a couple of times up there. Uh, had a look at the water. Uh, obviously, when I was up there, the condition there was like the weather was fantastic for my whole trip, which uh, it may not be a particularly good indication of what to expect. Um, <laughs> but you know, I, I got a feel for. Partly, I was getting a feel for what's what's available in the shops and, and you know those small towns all the way up up the island. Um, okay. Yeah. And, and partly to have a look at the water, you know, got the boat wet into, got into, um, uh, Seymour Narrows, which was, which was good. Cause that's, you know, I, I don't paddle a lot in places with massive tidal sure. movements. Um, and so, you know, just getting into Seymour Narrows in a slack and seeing what it's actually like is, you know, that calmed me down a bit.
0: Do you feel like you experienced a slack? I've, I've noticed anytime I've been sitting in there, when the when the clock says it should be slack, there's still a lot of water moving around.
2: Yeah, that was that was kind of what I wanted to <laughs> what I wanted to see. And and yeah, you're right. There's even when there's theoretically no no water movement, there's a lot of movement out there. Yeah. So um, you,
0: so you were talking about if you if you're in Campbell and the tides are right, you're gonna push through there in the night. You feel good about busting through that monster in the in the nighttime.
2: Well, maybe. Well, I don't know about probably. Eh, if I had a, if a, if it's absolute <laughs> slack, maybe. <laughs> I'm pretty I'm pretty comfortable paddling at night Like I do a lot of paddling here at night. So Well,
0: yeah, you've been uh so you've been paddling I News. you said is it 15 years roundabout? Yes, something like that. Yeah. Something like that. And in Hong Kong too. So I've yeah. uh, I have never been in the waters of Hong Kong. I I just uh, an hour ago or so I was looking on marine traffic. I wanted to see what Hong Kong looks like. And yeah, that is uh something of a a busy port. Uh and you and it seems like there's a big canoe scene out there
2: and, yeah there's uh, there's seven uh outrigger clubs here there's a reasonable race scene there's yeah
0: and you said you got into outrigger racing after you got to hong kong so but before i ask you about that like how did you get to hong kong you're from new zealand what brought you up to hong kong
2: it's like, mo- like most of the people who are sort of long-term residents of hong kong i sort of came here passing through or on a short-term contract and just ended up staying um i came up pretty much on holiday i was cycle i cycle toured singapore to bangkok and then kind of finished in bangkok and ran out of money um went to go and visit a buddy of mine in, in hong kong and just ended up staying there for think, coming up 30 years
0: coming up 30 years <laughs> that's a yeah that's a long layover on a, on yeah. a bike tour you still got the bike exactly. like ready to go no
2: that fell apart hong <laughs> kong's really not a good uh not a good place for for cycling
0: so you've Very got nice. the, you've got the competitive spirit in you. And I think, so, well, so far looking in my inbox, there's, there's no other outrigger canoes uh, <laughs> applying for the race. So you don't have anyone in your class.
2: I so... have a suspicion there'll be an IC two in there. Oh,
0: People you have a I suspicion.
2: Okay. Yeah. I
0: do. Well, is it, is it really a race between a one and a two? No, no. So, no. Away, so who but... is it? If I was to ask you, what is it you're competing against? You got to be competing um... against something.
2: Not really competing against the the uh, Grim Sweeper, I guess. Um, I mean, I'd like to finish. I don't know. I, I sort of have a time in mind that I'd like to finish in. Um, but if, if I, you know, if I don't hit that, then you know, I have backup times, and then there's Grim Sweeper. So
0: you'll redo the maths in your head, and you'll, exactly, uh, you'll have something else exactly. to think about. Exactly, Greg. You also wrote in your application uh, that you're aiming to finish in such a good time that songs are written about me. And I was wondering what band or recording artist is going to sing that song about Quaka?
2: Probably probably a very obscure band from Seattle because, you know, that's, there's I heard there's a music scene there.
0: We have um, a little music
2: scene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I, don't have, I don't have bands in mind. It's probably not the Rolling Stones.
0: After your race last year, you, you went and you paddled, you checked it out, and then you went back to Hong Kong. You've probably done all sorts of adventures between now and then. But I know that you've been thinking about the full race you were thinking about the full mm. race even before you're done with the first race last
2: year i've been thinking uh, about the full race since 2015 so. <laughs> and,
0: and, and then you had something actually like that you've experienced about this place what is uh if you close your eyes and you think about the race what's what has stood out the most to you in your memory of what you experienced last year that you're looking forward to doing again
2: i, I, I just love i love the scenery out there it was amazing the um like, the water's beautiful, there's so much wildlife, the, you know, the way the sort of mountains come down to the ocean is, it's, it's a spectacular part of the world. Um, even, like, 7048 was the same, it's like I was expecting, you know, something a bit more urban than uh, than than what, what it was. You know, mm-hmm. I, was, I was expecting, you know, some of the stuff we do in Hong Kong is, is, you know, by Hong Kong standards, pretty remote, and we... Um, you know, you're at the the back of Hong Kong Island. It's it's cliffs and sea, and it's there are parts of Hong Kong that don't feel like you're in the middle of, you know, a massive city. But but it, 7048 was amazing, you know. And um, and then as you get further north up up Vancouver Island, it's there's just not, nothing there. It's just trees and whales, and you know, it's it, it's spectacular. I, it is, I, you know, and and it, it surprised me how. How quickly, when you get out of any of the the towns, it turns into that. Um, so yeah, I, I, you know, I, I'm looking forward to to being in an actual wilderness, which I don't mm-hmm. get a lot of.
0: Well, we've got what is it? How many months? We've got a few months left before this before this yep. goes down. I'm sure you've got all sorts of adventures planned. I hope that uh, I hope you. I know you've got some social media channels. I know you have a defunct as yet working website that will be yeah. teamquaka.com. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so I hope you throw up a bunch of stuff on there about your training. It's really gonna be fun to follow you, then have you back in town, you know?
2: Yeah, looking forward to it.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, thanks, Greg, and uh, we'll see you in June. Okay, thank you. Hey, before we get to the next interview, I wanna tell you about Race to Alaska's newest sponsor. Just a short walk away from the R2AK finish line, the Cape Fox Lodge is a fantastic place to stay when you visit Ketchikan. In fact, it's the perfect spot to be this coming June if you want to be on the finish line dock when the teams are arriving. For that, Cape Fox is extending a big discount on rooms to friends, family, and fans of R2AK. So just mention the race when you call the book, and they'll hook you up. Uh, So Jake, you chatted with Kayleen and Sylvia of Team Orco a while back. Uh, they're coming from the Comox Valley up in BC, where we spend a lot of time uh, while the race is going on, sailing a Santana 20.
1: You know, I am huge. I'm not supposed to have favorite children in the race to Alaska, but like these two women are amazing. Like they're BC natives, pro mariners. They've done a shit ton of sailing. Can I say shit ton? Yeah. And they're gonna like kill it on, and they're doing it on a boat that's they've done the race before. They're professional mariners. They know the course, they know the sail, they know the boat. I don't know why these people are in the race. They're too prepared. So they're maybe the opposite of Kwaka. I don't know about the opposite. They're opposite of me. Oh.
0: <laughs> yeah, that that's definitely true.
1: If I was to do the race, I would be horrible.
0: Alright, well, let's listen to them. Uh
1: welcome, uh, both of you. Team Orca. Uh first, I just want to know, like, what made you wanna sign up? Like, why did what? like race to Alaska is still optional. So why <laughs> why did you decide to make it mandatory
3: well i first heard about it a a few years ago from my friend tavish campbell who did it and ever since then i've kind of had my eye on it and um this was the first year i just sold um my 42 foot sailboat and just finished a big trip down to mexico and back and i couldn't handle the thought of not having a sailboat so Within like, um, I don't know, there was even a little bit of a crossover there between my- It was like a week or
4: something that you've had. Yeah.
3: (laughs) yeah. Sylvia and I started uh, hashing up ideas and um, thinking about the Race to Alaska and how we could pull it off. So it just kind of fell into place, I guess.
4: For me, Kayleen told me about it. Um, I work on the ferry that goes from Port Harry to Prince Rupert. And I remember last summer seeing people rowing in Grenville Channel and being like, (laughs) like, who are these people? Like, what are they doing? Like, I was so
3: confused.
4: And then Keelene told me about the race to Alaska. And we watched the documentary uh, over some glasses of wine. And then all of a sudden we had, we were on Marketplace and we found a boat and it just kind of happened.
1: (laughs) Well, first, thanks for not running over the rowboats in Grenville Channel. Uh, No
4: problem. (laughs) race to Alaska
1: Nation thanks you. Um, so, but you're both really, it sounds like you're both really experienced mariners. So, first of all, you both are, you live in Canada, or you both live in Comox Valley?
4: Uh, yeah, we we're both from there, yeah. Mm-hmm. I live in Campbell River now, but so close by.
1: Wait, Campbell River is not close to Comox at all.
3: It's, it's 40 minutes, 40 minutes. By, by car. By, by car. By sailboat, <laughs> maybe a little longer.
1: Okay, okay, yeah. You're right. if you're rowing, if you're rowing. yes, yeah, right.
3: by rowing, I guess,
1: okay. yeah. Uh, and but you're both like tell t- to speak a little bit about like sailing to Mexico from Canada is not small feat. Becoming becoming a mate on a ferry is no small feat. Like tell t- how, tell me about your maritime journey.
3: <laughs> you go first, Kay. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, I grew up on the water with my family. My uh, grandma actually wrote one of the first guidebooks of the B.C. Washington Coast. Um we just have a very strong history. Wait, which one?
1: Drop a name. Um,
3: <laughs> I've got to find a picture of it. It's it was sold on BC Ferries for a long time. I'll I'll get back to you on that one. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, it's um just always been on the water, always on small boats and stuff. And then uh, my parents bought a Formosa 51 when I was 10, and we ended up doing a trip down to Mexico on that boat and cruised around Vancouver Island, um, all the way up the Inside Passage. And um, yeah, it just definitely instilled a connection to the water for me. And as I became an adult, I realized I didn't want to lose that. And I bought my own sailboat, refitted it, bought another sailboat, refitted it, (laughs) and then ended up on a third. Each sailboat got a little bigger and um, ended up on a Tartan 42 sailed it down to Mexico last year and then did a 44-day passage from Mexico to Canada non-stop. Um, yeah, I've definitely just been drawn to the ocean and not just in like uh, out for a leisurely sail kind of way, but like always pushing myself and suffer-fest a little bit, which is kind of why the Race to Alaska makes sense.
1: <laughs> yeah, we, we attract... Um... <laughs> Like, yeah, optimistic masochists, I guess, is who we... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Just for the people who haven't done the trip, uh, going from Mexico to Canada, like, you know, to Vancouver Island on a map is a fairly straight line, but sailing it is usually a different trip. Like, how far west did you have to go to get back to Canada?
3: Yeah, we... um, Sorry, my brain's a little foggy right now uh, with this cold, but um, we ended up going... (sighs) As far west as um, Hawaii, I'm blanking on the uh, longitude right now, but um, it's basically a big curve because you kind of have to follow the current systems in the Pacific, and the goal was to cross over the Pacific high, and then you then get the upper part of the current that brings you back into Vancouver Island. And it didn't really work out like that. The high broke up into a million pieces, and it was um, it was some pretty slow sailing. So we ended up doing forty four hundred nautical miles in forty four days. Oh my god! Yeah.
1: Did you how much water did you have left? Did you have enough?
3: Um, well, that's actually kind of a funny story. Luckily, I had a little water maker aboard because I accidentally drained the whole tank. Um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> um yeah twice actually for two different reasons um but we had enough we almost had to turn back in the first week and then um but yeah the watermakers saved our butts for sure crazy yeah. all right sylvia
1: tell, tell us about your like nautical experience life yeah
3: so
4: um growing up i was super fortunate i got to join kayleen's family on their sailing adventures because I didn't grow up with a sailboat or anything. We did a lot of kayaking and canoeing growing up. Um, so yeah, I got to join Kayleen's family um, around Vancouver Island and uh, up the coast. And then uh, I became a guide um, kind of in the Night Inlet region. I did grizzly bear guiding and um, whale watching around that area. Uh, and then when Kayleen bought her first sailboat, which Wait, was- what a 30- is a,
1: Can I pause on you there? What is a yes. grizzly bear guide? <laughs>
4: um yes yeah, so i worked for a lodge um and people would fly in and we we had like these crew boats um and so we'd go up night inlet and other inlets in the area uh anchor drop the zodiac and go ashore and look for grizzly bears That's, <laughs> yeah like on purpose oh, like- on purpose <laughs> yeah we purposely look for them yeah okay yeah yeah humans yeah was, yes <laughs> yeah i loved that job it was great um yeah, so then, um, yeah, Keelan's first sailboat was a 30-foot, what was it, Yeah, 30-foot? The North Star. North Star. So, yeah, I lived on that sailboat with her for a few months in Victoria. Uh, and, yeah, worked, went back and worked at the lodge for a few years. Um, and then when COVID happened, she kind of shut everything down in the tourism industry. Um, so I went and got my bridge watch at BCIT. And, yeah, now I work for the ferry um, that goes from Port Hardy, Prince Rupert, and then over to Haida Gwaii. Uh, and Ooh. yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm currently taking some courses for my mate's ticket. So yeah, I'm hoping the knowledge of that route will help a bit and kind of knowing the area. Um, yeah, I think both of our, yeah, combined, we'll hopefully make a good team.
1: I mean, I think that's the most striking thing about your team. Like not the most, it's one of the most, striking <laughs> your team is like, just how like this for a lot of people, especially people who are coming in from out of the area, it was like they've seen this on a map and they like maybe they watched the documentary or something, but like yeah. you've kind of lived this course area. I'm like, gonna say
3: I
4: I live I can see the course right now from my balcony. <laughs> I see like Kate Mudge right before Seymour uh, uh, Narrows. So I've been like picturing every day like I look out the window. I'm like, oof, that looks rough today. <laughs> <Or> like,
1: <laughs> so it's not necessarily better. You're just it's the devil you <laughs> yeah. know. Yeah. What's your favorite? I guess, what's, what is what is your favorite part between, you know, Comox and Ketchikan?
4: I love Grenville Channel. I think that place, it's just so beautiful. I mean, I've only done it on a ferry. Ask me again after the race, when so we probably had to <laughs> row it. But for now, I I love that area, kind of around Buttedale, Grenville Channel. It's, that place, is just so beautiful. How about you, Kayleen?
3: Oh, I know my least favorite part <laughs> is... Um... <laughs> off of kelsey bay i've worked out oh, of that really? area um in johnson strait and that's a scary place sometimes um but it also can be absolutely beautiful too so um yeah i guess johnson strait it's kind of a love hate area for me um i think it's gonna yeah. be exciting
1: yeah it's probably <laughs> the the most under heralded villain of the race
3: yeah totally yeah yeah seymour narrows um I had our boat out of Campbell River for a couple years, and we we've learned a few. I know we definitely have a lot of respect for it, but there's like a few little like tricks and stuff about it that I hope that we can use. Um, So it's not as intimidating as maybe um, it it could be, but uh, honestly, Johnson Strait kind of holds a bit more power in my mind. uh,
4: Mm -hmm. I can get big in there.
3: Yeah, yeah.
1: Especially on a Santana 20. So tell me a little bit about like <laughs> so you had a 42 foot boat, you had a 30 foot boat, and now the two of you are going to spend an endless adventure on a Santana 20, which is very small. Yeah,
4: yeah. It's gone to
1: Alaska before, but like in 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 the race to Alaska. So like, what what made you choose the Santana 20?
3: Yeah, our criteria was we wanted to go as small as possible without lo- losing some sort of cabin structure that we could tuck below and get out of the elements um big hats off to all the people that don't have that but yeah. that's just kind of where we drew the line. Is like we want to be able to have some sort of comfort and um then like this the theoretical
1: one, possibility of a dry space even if it's yeah yes. by, like yeah it's a hard shell yeah.
3: yeah, I can already tell she leaks a little bit. Oh,
1: um, no. <laughs>
3: <laughs> we'll see if we fix that or not. But um, yeah, we actually haven't used her yet. We both went away from work as soon as we bought it. But um, we're, we're going to start taking it out in January. However, oh, yeah, back to your question. Um, This one, we were just, like, perusing through. And it didn't even say Santana in the ad. It was a really crappy little ad for it. And, um, yeah the guy wouldn't respond to us for weeks and we just we I don't know what it was probably because it was called orca we were just drawn to it but we were doing research and we realized okay it's been in the race to Alaska before I feel I'm more comfortable on monohulls. I've never really sailed um cats or trimarans before so even though they may not be as fast that's just where my comfort lies and um yeah I liked the cockpit too it was nice and long and it looked like there could be space for adding some rowing structure and it just fit a lot of criteria this one had some awesome crispy sails come with it Mm -hmm. and it's never been in salt water so we're about to change that for her (laughs) yeah
4: yeah it came from manitoba and before that it came from interior somewhere in the states but
1: yeah. yeah. you had to drive to Manitoba to get your boat?
3: No. No, we didn't. No. Someone <laughs> else some, did and then yeah. lost Boulder. their their dream. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. Uh interesting. Very interesting. I so I didn't know your boat your boat's named Orca. That's why Team Orca. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought maybe you were like anti-Spanish boats or something with all <laughs> <And they're> like,
3: <laughs> I mean, maybe that too.
1: Maybe, who knows. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, this is a multiple choice question. Uh, you know the course really well, both of you. So, what keeps you up at night uh, thinking about it? Seymour Narrows, bears, or that the war between Israel and Gaza Strip might escalate into a full scale regional, then global conflict that kills millions of innocent people on multiple continents?
3: Oh, that's
4: heavy. Well, I'm going to say we're. I'm fine with the bears. Yeah. We're both confident with Seymour Narrows. so I guess. C. So I guess. See, yeah, yeah, fair. yeah, me too. Me
1: too. <laughs> I, I hope that. Doesn't happen. Uh, okay, so uh, imagine yourself. You're you've made it to catch can. Fast forward like six months or whatever it is. Ooh, uh, yeah. You're on the dock. You're eating fish and chips, and like, yeah. what's the one thing you're like? Ah, we made it. We made it because we relied on our superpower, which is
3: blank. Fixing fixing things like being optimistic and realizing there's like a solution for every problem that comes up. Yeah,
4: <laughs> We know each other really well too. We know we've lived together before we've been best friends since like grade two. We know when to shut up. <laughs> we know when the person needs help. Like we don't have to, have to say anything. We're able to help each other. So I think that's going to be a big aspect to it too. And hopefully we're still friends at the end of it after being in a 20 foot sailboat for so long, but um yeah, I think that's going to be a big factor too.
1: Yeah, that's great. You know, we've, we've, uh, it tends, the Race to Alaska, we, it, it tends to bring people together that are in the experience. But like, uh, I always worry about married people who go and then like, <laughs> I think we have like five divorces that have come out of the Race to Alaska. Oh, no.
4: Yeah, really? So
1: I think you'll, you'll be fine though. You're going to be great. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
3: Oh, my uh, God. Okay.
1: So you're in catch can and you're like you're also you, you're just being thankful about your superpower and then like what's the thing you're super thankful that we didn't know about when you applied
3: um, i i well i don't know hmm. i mean i think i kind of joked in the application about this but i think our superpower is uh sylvia because she um. looks so innocent and like blonde and like cute but really once she gets competitive, there's nothing that will stop her. Like, she is the feistiest. Yeah. Um, Like, once I can just picture you rowing, and I just picture your, like, hands bleeding and being like, <laughs> I'm not stopping! <laughs> <laughs> uh,
4: yeah. yeah, I'm very competitive.
1: <laughs> That's good. I mean, I'm, I I would have known that. That'd be fun to know when you applied. That's great.
4: <laughs> Honestly, i say, I... I still haven't been able to practice rowing yet. I've had a broken wrist and I'm still recovering from it. Oh, no. So I'm, yeah, so I'm hoping, I'm starting physio. So hopefully I can actually get on a rowing machine and start rowing in the next few months. Um, so there's I time. don't, yeah, there's time.
1: <laughs> okay, we're reached the part of the interview that I like to call the totally unfair either or questions. Oh, no. So I'm going to offer you two choices and you have to pick one. And you can either agree or not. I don't you know, it's up to you. Okay. Uh would you rather have the current with you or the wind with you?
3: Current. I was I was
4: thinking current.
3: Yeah, because this, this sailboat can sail up wind pretty well. So um supposedly anyways. Yeah. We have a sail the good. It's yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> still it's not even the new year yet. You've got plenty of time. It's
3: oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Not worried. Well, yeah, the current
4: in Campbell River here is brutal. Like you see, people just like full speed trying to just move, and they're just going backwards, and it's just like, oh, so, uh, yeah. It fight, is encounter. one of my like
1: deviously favorite parts of the race is sitting in yeah. the River, like on on the shoreline, and be like, you're not eating no, a burger, just
4: just watching.
1: <laughs> you're new here. Stop. Just
4: yeah. the fastest yeah. thing to do
1: Stop. is anchor. Yeah. 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 Okay, next one. Would you rather finish the race or have a good time?
3: Finish the race. Yeah, I'd rather finish. (laughs)
1: That's good. Good alignment. Okay, this one's a little abstract. Uh, Would you rather not have quite enough food during the race or eat rehydrated food for two weeks after you get home?
4: Probably rehydrated food after because I'm,
1: yeah.
3: You don't want to go hungry, yeah. I don't want to go hungry.
4: <laughs> um, and you yeah, love
1: mountain house, right?
4: I just get really It Wouldn't be a good time, no.
1: Uh, would you rather get eaten by a bear or have your teammate get eaten by a bear?
4: <laughs> That's terrible. That's terrible. We can just eat say teammate, and then we're we'll both be dead. So
3: yeah, yeah, both well, really get eaten. <laughs>
1: Okay, ten thousand dollars or steak knives.
4: I mean ten thousand dollars would be sweet, but the steak I'm just so intrigued by the steak knives.
3: Or we might be going, there's the Spork prize this year.
1: Oh yeah. You could get that on top. You can get that too. That's an adder. Oh, yeah. That's true. A-
3: That's true. Um, I mean ten thousand dollars would be pretty nice, but I don't have a nice set of steak knives.
1: Who does?
4: yeah <laughs> only the people who've gotten second that's you know? true yeah. there's
1: like six of them people yeah, <laughs> six well uh well done on the interview everybody you two i like. uh i'm really excited about you guys um being in the race you have any questions for me
3: oh i don't i don't think so i think once we get closer to two, maybe but not yeah. today i don't
1: it's have a lot still- of answers but I, I like to make people think i do well thanks Thanks so much for your time. Thanks so much for entering this race and becoming part of this crazy tradition. Um, and I look really look forward to meeting you in person when you get here. I, I host the lamb roast at my house. So hopefully. Oh, amazing. Unless you're uh, offended by whole things being cooked.
3: No. The no, <laughs> whole looking forward to forward that.
1: To that. Yeah. <laughs> awesome.
3: Thank you so much. So
1: pleased to meet you. Good luck.
0: All right, Jake. Great. No, you're a pretty good interviewer. I, you know, I can do the talk. That's why he's got this great office we're sitting in right now. And the corporate jet. Absolutely. Well, uh, hey, that's all we've got for this week. Remember, any of you sitting on the fence about putting in your application to race, we dare you. Double dare you. Double dog dare you. So go to r2ak.com slash apply. Read all of the stuff. Make sure you've got what it takes and then apply. If you have any questions, comments, haikus, insults, Advice that you want us to hear, go ahead and shoot us an email at podcast at r2ak.com. We might read it. We might not. And uh, We're going to read it. We'll read it. We might not read it on the podcast. No. Or we might. We might. Or we might make fun of it. Who's to say? But until next week, that's your homework.
3: Race to Alaska is a project of the Northwest Maritime Center in Port Town, Washington learn about our other projects or how you can support them, please visit us online at nwmaritime.org.